0: So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast. This is episode 730 for the 8th of Kislev in a regular year. Many years ago, when I was still living in Montreal, and I was still in college, actually, back in the day. I hosted a meal for the holiday of Perm. So traditionally on Perm Perms my favorite one of my favorite holidays if if not my favorite holiday one of the many things that we do on Perm is we have a big meal, a big festive meal. And I get a lot of joy out of hosting these meals. And so I hosted a meal like this and I invited all kinds of different people, all of my friends um, fr- from many of which I knew from university and amongst them was this girl who was not religious at all, like totally, totally not religious and really actually quite ignorant of Judaism, but but a very spiritual and a very curious truth-seeking person nonetheless. And after everybody left, she stayed, she stayed behind and she wanted to talk to me and she had a lot on her mind and she was asking me a lot of questions about Judaism, about Purim, about spirituality, all kinds of things like that. And in our discussion, I mean, it was a long time ago, so I don't—I honestly don't remember everything we spoke about, but I remember uh, bringing up the Lubavitcher Rebbe because the Lubavitcher Rebbe is, you know, I consider myself to be Chabad, and I consider him to be, you know, my leader, the... the the rabbi that I look to for guidance over and above everybody else. And I had, and I, so I spoke to her about the rabbi. I, I was mentioning the rabbi to her. I don't remember in what context. And she had never heard of him before. She didn't know who he was. So I said to her, oh, here, I'll show you a picture of him. So I happened to have a picture of him. I don't know if I carried around in my wallet at the time or it was somewhere in my room. I showed her a picture of the rabbi. And she had the most bizarre reaction she looks at this picture and her face gets kind of contorted, sort of confused. And she blurts out, wow, he looks so heavy. <laughs> and I thought that was the strangest reaction. You know, like usually, what are we used to when we show pe- people pictures of the rabbit? People usually say, wow, he looks like a really nice man or uh, he looks really like his his eyes are are." so bright and glowing or something along those lines but to hear wow he looks so heavy I was like what are you talking about what I've never heard that description of the Rebbe before and she said here let me show you what I mean let me show you a picture of my guru so she takes out this picture from her wallet this time of this Indian looking man also with a long beard you know and gazing into the camera and immediately I saw what she was talking about this guru, quote unquote, of hers that she was talking about, some some Indian guy, his face looked, he looked totally blessed out. He looked very like he was smiling. And the only word I can use for it is like blessed out, like very just um, eyes kind of glazed over and just like, you know, on some kind of high. And then I looked at the Rebbe and I looked at this other Indian guy man and I saw exactly what she was talking about and I saw the difference when you looked at the Rebbe the Rebbe was not blissed out the Rebbe was very much here and present in the here and now and as much as yes the Rebbe had an intense uh sense of joy and life and vitality within him there's a certain intensity in the Rebbe the, there was a certain um fervor and um and groundedness with all of that. So yes, the Rebbe was in fact very heavy. And I use this as kind of like a, an impetus to, to kind of pivot the conversation into explaining, uh, to talking about this more and, and explaining to her what I think she was seeing and what really the difference is between Judaism and a lot of these Eastern religions are. So, not that I'm an expert in these Eastern religions by any means, but uh, from my, you know, just being in the yoga world for quite a bit and having some experience with transcendental meditation and just, you know, doing some readings when I was younger on on these subjects, uh, a lot of the focus in these more Eastern religions is on transcendence. It's about that's hence the name transcendental meditation. It's about transcending the world. It's about kind of like lifting yourself up over and above the world around you to try to achieve higher and higher spiritual heights. In the more spiritual schools of yoga, which I personally um, purposefully refrain from getting too close to, but a lot of the focus is on detaching from the world to the point that you ultimately should shut off your senses really. Is that, that's, that's, that's uh, a lot of the, that's uh, one of the purposes of what people try to attain. So what we're going to be learning about in today's Tanya is that this is the exact an- antithesis of what the focus is supposed to be in Judaism. Well, yes, there's a value to not getting bogged down into this physical world to the point that we take the physical world too seriously or that we, you know, worship physical things, whether they be money or pride or people or society or whatever it is. We, the, Our purpose of coming down here into this physical realm is not to just like fly back right, right back up again, but it's in fact to bring godliness down here into this physical reality to make a dwelling place here for God and this is exactly the focus of today's Tanya and the in context of this broader discussion we've been having where we're still in the middle of this essay four in Qunshur's Ahron is this idea of the importance and the necessity of the physical mitzvahs and why physical mitzvahs are absolutely necessary and it's not enough to just uh, develop love and fear of God, even if it's a very lofty and high and intellectually based love and fear of God, if you don't bring it down and you don't have this love and fear manifest in physical mitzvahs. In Kabbalistic terminology, which we're going to get into a little bit today, uh, the way to explain this is that it's not about elevating the light out of the physical world and, and having it elevate back to its source, but it's rather about drawing the light down into the vessels down here, or at times, elevating the vessels themselves upwards. And that when we elevate light, this is actually just a temporary experience, this is a temporary thing that happens, whereas when we draw light down into vessels, or when we elevate the vessels themselves, this creates a permanent effect. So for context, once again, as I mentioned, we're still in the middle of Essay 4 in Kunscher's ahran and the subject of this essay has been to emphasize the importance and the necessity of the physical mitzvahs and looking at it from many different angles yesterday we spoke about uh it in terms of this in terms of the fact that physicality actually comes from a higher place than um than our souls that the physicality comes from the world of chaos of tohu and our souls come from the world of tikkun so thus by engaging with the physical world to do mitzvahs we tap into something higher than ourselves and we actually can elevate the the holiness that's found and trapped within the chaos we also spoke about the idea that really vessels contain essence in a way that light cannot and uh you know a bunch of other things so go back and review um the past few episodes if you if you'd like to uh to get more of an in-depth understanding of this so today the ultra of it begins by bringing up the idea of souls and we we began sp- speaking about souls yesterday and we spoke about how the source of souls especially a soul that comes from the world of Attilus, which is a very very lofty soul that a soul that comes from the world of Attilus comes the, the the origin of this soul is from the vessels in the world of Attilus, and um and their nefesh and their ruach of such a person comes from the vessels of the worlds of Yetzirah and Asiyah. So that the point is that these souls, their, their origin is from vessels. So since the origin of souls comes from vessels, then the intellectually generated love and fear that such people ge- uh, generate, um, since the origin of their soul is in vessels, then it has an effect in the vessels of Yetzirah and Asiyah. In a way of an arousal from below to above, which is what we call a cerusa dilatata, an arousal from below. However, so a person might think, like, okay, great, I'm affecting the vessel, so so that's great, you know, isn't that the whole point? Because as we've learned, the vessels really are more about essence than the light is. Nevertheless, this uh, this um, this action of this arousal from below to above that happens when a person generates this intellectually based uh love and fear of god is what it does is it causes a a state of departure god forbid so it's like we're causing this departure of the vessels uh to go to fly upwards which as we'll see is absolutely not the purpose this is not what god wants the only way that we can actually cause a downward flow as opposed to just an upward flow is through performing mitzvahs because what we perform mitzvahs what we're doing is we're drawing down light Into the vessels and we're specifically drawing light into the external aspect of the vessels Um, so the way this works on a technical level is that the external aspects uh, of the vessels above get drawn down below and the inner aspect of the vessels down here get lifted up above so there is an upward motion but there's also a downward motion there needs to be that ascension but also the descension and this is alluded to in the Zohar in Parshas Pukudai, where it talks about this order of elevation and this order of, order of descent at, at the same time. And both are needed. We need both the ascension and we need the descension. <clears throat> both. And the way the elevation happens is through what we call the Main Nukfin, the, f- the feminine waters, uh, that from this level of sag that we talked about yesterday, uh, which is what, when we are involved in service, And divine speech so uh, this is the this is the ascension part so yes ascension is definitely necessary but the whole purpose of creation is to reveal the light down here not just have it lift up above because uh, the the action of elevation this just produces a temporary effect whereas we want to create a permanent effect and so the whole idea is to draw down the light down here right And not only this, but when we talk about this elevation, this ascension, we actually aren't even talking about um, elevating the light, really. We're talking about the elevation of the vessels. And what we're doing is we're elevating the vessels to the higher light, which is what happens, interestingly, on Shabbos and Yom Kippur. So it's not about uh, having the light uh, get elevated and to have the light just leave the world, God forbid. And to read more about this, the Altarabah cites the Priya Chaim. Okay, so this whole discussion of light and vessels and all of that. So um, to make this even more practical to us and more applicable to us, the Altarabah explains that our souls, specifically focusing on the nefesh rach and neshama aspects of our souls, which are found within our bodies, um, in relation to our bodies, we can think of our souls as being the light and we can think of our bodies as being the vessel. Another light and vessel way to, uh, example is if we think about love, intellectually generated love and fear in comparison to mitzvah. So in the, this case, the intellectually generated love and fear would be the light and the mitzvahs, the practical mitzvahs are the kelim, the vessels. So, all of this is really to emphasize to us again that the importance since since we 've learned that the vessels are really where it 's at and it 's all about drawing the light down into the vessels and elevating the vessels themselves this This shows us that our that doing mitzvah specifically and doing mitzvah specifically with our physical bodies uh, that that 's really the purpose over and above just using our souls to create this intellectually love and fear of God. And through all of this, we, we can really understand something which the Altarabba has already brought up, but here he's uh, emphasizing it once again, um, why Moshe Rabbeinu prayed so fervently to enter into the land of Israel. And he prayed, he actually prayed 515 prayers, which is the numerical equivalent in gematra of the word Chanan, which is the name of the Parsha, of that week and means to plead to beg so so why was Moshe so fervently begging and pleading to enter into the land of israel is because he wanted to do the mitzvahs that you can o- that can only be done in the land of israel because he recognized the power of these mitzvahs and how this really is the whole purpose of creation and then the altar rabbi concludes by saying that another way to create this effect to really of this focus on on the vessels is speaking about the laws concerning Um, the mitzvah so uh, so if a person's studying we've mentioned this before as well if a person studies the laws of the mitzvahs and and the details of the mitzvahs or you know the how and why and, and the deeper explanation anything to do with the mitzvahs in terms of their practical application this is this creates a similar effect to doing the mitzvahs themselves obviously if you have the intent to actually do the mitzvahs as well so uh yeah so that's that's the end of the section today so once again the main takeaway from today is really that Judaism that our lives our purposes here are not about just flying away it's not about transcending the world it's not about just being light and uh, and blissed out and all of that yes we're supposed to be happy sure you know that that's a, a big topic in Judaism that made that uh, you know the ultra but does get into in other places in Tanya but we need to be grounded and we need to bring the light down here into this world it's all about the vessels it's all about bringing the light down and we do that through our physical mitzvahs so that's it for today and we will continue along these lines tomorrow we still have quite a bit to go in this essay so stick with it and i'll speak to you then thanks for listening to the it is top podcast hosted by seree Switzer.